1: Everybody
2: and welcome into the eight o'clock hour of the great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. I'm Scott Prather. That is the voice of the Raging Cajuns. The voice of a generation. Huh. Jay Walker.
0: I got go, you got your generation.
2: Talking about my generation. There you go.
0: What's up, man? How you I'm, feeling? I'm doing good.
2: You sore?
0: Uh yeah, just a little bit. Why? Well, for those folks that uh Didn't hear it during the broadcast. Friday, during batting practice, uh, just finished interviewing Coach Deggs and was on my way back up to the booth. But before I left the field, I heard, look out. And then I felt something hit me. And then about a second and a half later, I felt pain like I haven't felt in a very long time. I uh, I got hit by a line drive during batting practice in the left lower back between the kidney and the glute. At least it wasn't on the kidney. Yes. And, and you know what? At least it wasn't a foot and a half higher. I mean, I do not want to think about that. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go, I'll go ahead and wear it. And I did, and it's ugly, but, um, but I'm all right.
2: ESPN1420and.com. I was talking with Bab last week about how I get too skittish. Like if, if. If it's rugby, if it's football without pads, whatever, like, I don't know, I can I can handle it. Like, or I mean, I don't know if my body could handle it now, but when I was younger or, you know, out of college, whatever, like, it didn't bother me. We'd just go play, like, softball or baseball or something, and I'm like, I'm just constantly looking over my back. I just, that's how I was with it. Although, like, you could have a person hit you. It's like, the odds of a baseball hit you, I'm like, bro, I don't, I just, I don't like, I don't like it.
0: It's a, it's a missile that, um, you know, it's going... 85 to 90 miles an hour. And then whap. But I'm not, I'm not, I was so funny. I felt it hit me and and, and the pain didn't hit right away. And then about a second and a half later, I was grabbing onto the rail. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, coach Deggs immediately realized that, you know, Uh-oh. that I had not been hit in the head and he yelled over, he said, good thing the trainer's standing next to you. <laughs> you know what he told me? Uh, uh, about 10 minutes
2: ago, I was like, yo, you seem a little bit more relaxed when you talk to me than you are on game day. He's like, yeah, that's true. He's <laughs> like, on game day, I wake up kind of feeling butt. He's like, can I say that? I'm like, sure. Can
0: say whatever you want. Just feeling butt. You know what I do like about him? He gets out of bed on game day, and one of the first things he does is he... Man- and so by the time, you know, there's no... Well, we're gonna wait until after batting Pratt no, the lineup is made. it's posted. I get to the ballpark. I you know since I don't have any other duties, I get there sometimes three hours before the game, and if I on the way up go look in the dugout, there's his lineup. That's different. Oh no, I like that that's different. I like that. You get to start getting your scorebook ready
2: early. yes they uh they look much better the last four days. It seemed like. Certain aspects of this team that had been struggling, confidence seemed to be there this weekend. Their play in the field was more crisp, and um, overall, man, I was I was impressed with the even 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 in Saturday's loss. Like I, you wanna you always want to get the win, but you know how it is Jay in a long baseball season. You want to win all of them, but there's some losses where you walk away and you're just feeling dejected. Like where is this team going? And there are others where you're like, you know what, tomorrow tomorrow it's fine. And and that, that's what it kind of felt like. There were some other losses this year. You didn't get that feeling, but overall, they, they seem to be in a good place now. The conference having
0: started, they were never overmatched, and and they and look, they they lost uh, on Saturday, but they had some very competitive at bats that they didn't get rewarded for. And uh, you know the two things happened. They gave up a couple big flies, and and they failed twice in clutch situations, needing a base hit. Um, if any of those things don't happen, they probably win that game, too. But they held Coastal Carolina. You ready for this? Now, now we know Coastal can swing the bat, okay? They held Coastal Carolina in the four games to a 165 batting average. And when you get performances
2: from guys that have been there a while, like an Austin Perrin, like a Jack Burke, that just feels uh, – Degg's just said, he's like, that's the best part of this job. When you see someone that's put in all that work –
0: It's been through the ups and downs, and they get rewarded like that. I'll tell you something else I like about about Coach Steggs is when he went to get Aragetti, and then when he when he went to get Austin, you know they're out there, they're the the bullpen's about to come in, and he hugs both of them. I mean, he just reaches out and just bear hugs both of them before they leave the mound. Um, You know, our fans are great because when when he came out of the dugout to go get Perrin, uh, it was the second visit, so they knew he was done. And the fans started applauding before he even got to the mound. They were so impressed with Austin's performance. and uh, then they then they hug and he starts to leave and of course, you know, fans go nuts and they did the same thing with Araghtty and I love Araghtty because he tipped his cap. I mean it you know, I, I just I just like stuff like that. I was so happy for Austin Perrin. You know, he had the injuries last year, didn't pitch. Um, you know, came out and he just cut him up. And uh, you know, the first couple of outings he had, he struggled with his control a little bit. He's not struggling with that anymore. He's got command, and uh, and he's just cutting people up. He was great. Uh, he was
2: great, and. Ben Fitzgerald talk about a power guy that's quick to the baseball in terms of how he's hitting it right now, and Perrin. Sorry, get back to pitching for a minute. Then Connor Cook comes in and and, and does what he does. So. Let me
0: tell you something. When that dude's got control of his slider, game over. And he had and he had the good slider. Now they got a couple of hits off him, um, but they didn't barrel up one time against this guy. And you know he's got the bases loaded, one out in the ninth inning, and. He just says, okay, slider's coming. You know what, how Wyatt Marks used to do? Hey, I'm going to throw a slider. And then, right. you know. Wyatt, threw- Wyatt would throw what I would call the the,
2: the forget-you pitches. Yes. Yes. Jay Walker, Scott Prather, TSP at 1420 and .com. Weather forecast today from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab and Daniel Phillips. Mix of clouds and sun. 30% chance of showers. High of 80 tonight. Partly cloudy. Maybe a sprinkle here or there. Low of 70 from college baseball to pro baseball you're wearing your Dodgers World Series champions t-shirt. Yeah. They are in terms of uh at sportsbetting.com if you want to look they have updated odds for winning the title. The 2021 MLB regular season gets underway Thursday. Dodgers 7 to 2 best World Series odds. I'm gonna give you a number of teams in the rides and you tell me whether you think that's spot on or no. Okay. Like if I was a bed man, okay, I could I could lay a little bit. No. Stay away from it. Dodgers seven to two.
0: I'd stay away from it. Really? Yeah, you know look, yes, they're the favorites. Okay. They're the favorites. am I'm, I'm 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 with everybody on that. But you know, I saw an over/under of like 104 wins, and I'm saying you got to be out your mind. 104. Yeah. So no, I think I think seven to two is a bit much. Yankees, eleven to two. Um.
2: Yeah, that's about right. The San Diego Padres,
0: the fathers, the priests, nine to one. Uh, probably a little bit overvalued. I I I think that what has happened here is they made these moves. Okay, mm-hmm. they went out and they got Blake Snell and they got Darvish and they signed Tatis to a long term contract. And uh, oh, Padres, Padres, Padres! I dig it. I I I think they're overhyped right now. I, now I think they're going to be good. Don't get me wrong. Third best title odds, though you think they should probably be like seventh or eighth. Uh, yeah, well, at least fifth or sixth. You know, I look there are a couple of teams in the National League I like better than the Padres. Let's talk about a few of them. The Braves, ten to one. Uh, I I think the Braves are going to be right up there. Okay, I think the Braves probably should be the second favorite in the National League. The New York Metropolitan. should be the third favorite in the National League. They are a ten to one. Yep. Um. And then San Diego.
2: Okay. All right. The St. Louis Cardinals, twenty-five to one.
0: I think after the ones we just mentioned, the four we just mentioned, I think you got a big gap after that. You know, I don't think the National League Central is very good. Somebody's gonna win it and they're gonna have a nice record because they played games against the rest of the teams in the National League Central. But I'm not I'm not really sold. Now, getting Arenado is a big deal for St. Louis. How about some AL teams like the Chicago White Sox, ten to one? I think the White Sox are going to be in the World Series. I think
2: dude. I think they are. I I I might agree with you. I'm still on the fence. But when I saw White Sox ten to one, I was like, if I was going to place one bet and it wasn't with my heart, where I'm like, this this could hit here. It's I the think, White Sox. I think yeah. I would. I, I I like the White Sox a lot.
0: I think they're going to. Be, I, I I'm picking them to be in the World Series. Uh, the Twins 13 to one. Yeah, I think the Twins are going to be really good too. See, unlike the National League Central, I think the American League Central, now you're going to, you still have Kansas City and Detroit, okay? But, but I think those two teams at the top are pretty doggone good. Let me give you a few more. Blue Jays 16 to one. Yeah, I think, you know, losing, um, 16 to one. I don't know that I'd go that high with them. The Rays. The
2: Rays, constantly overlooked, 17 to 1.
0: Well, the Rays have lost some people.
2: Isn't that the story though with the Rays like every year?
0: Yeah, pretty much. The Astros, 20 to 1. Um, you know what? The Astros may not play 500 ball this year. They've got so many injuries, their pitching staff is kind of in a mess. Um no, I, I think I don't think the Astros are going to win the West.
2: Last one, I think twenty-five to one is. I I, I would have bet this more at twenty to one, but the Oakland A's twenty-five
0: yeah. to one. Yeah, I'd have bet them more at twenty to one. I
2: Not think I think than.
0: they're going to win the West this year.
2: I think they got to – They they are to me that I don't. I wouldn't pick them to win the the AL pennant, but because I think the Yankees, White Sox. Wins, I'll probably have a better shot. But there's something about the A's, man. Like they're going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're going to be there. It's it's once they get there, what happens? But I I, I think I think they're nine to one or ten to one for the AL pennant. That might be one worth checking out, guys. Yep. ESPN 1420com Scott Prather, Jay Walker. It is the sport. Right, I want to get back to college baseball briefly. Um, LSU got swept by Tennessee. They lost a couple of one run games. They're playing Vanderbilt this week. Yeah,
0: you know, a team LSU is a, is a team that's really struggled to score runs. Okay? Right. They're, the the problem is one through nine. It's not so much with the pitching staff, but you know, you go out there and you have trouble scoring runs. And now Vandy's coming to town. Have a nice day.
2: I think I think for Maneri and the Tigers, it's it's basically after this week. If they go out and beat Vandy, hats off to him. Okay, I think Vandy's probably the best team in the country. They gave up a ton of free bases this past weekend, which isn't typical of the staff, and they left a ton of runners on base, maybe like 25 or something. They lost two games by one. I think both were extra innings, maybe. They're not... Their SEC record is is going to be bad after... It already is bad. It's going to be bad after... But after the Tennessee series, as long as Mineri can keep their confidence, I still think that's a really good baseball team. I just... I don't I, I think... They're better than their record shows for them right now, and and I know fans have been after Maneri for a while, but I I I would I would say don't don't sleep on LSU after this week and wait until you're about another month in SEC play.
0: I I didn't um, I haven't looked to see who they're playing where, you know you, you had the miss you get Mississippi State at home, but they're Mississippi State. You got Vanderbilt coming in, but they're Vanderbilt, and then you go to Tennessee, which is a team that. If you're playing them at home, you probably beat them. But you're on the road and you don't win. Um, X, yeah, yeah. And and so and 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 I keep looking at you got Ole Miss, you got Arkansas, you got South Carolina. I mean, these are all really good ball clubs. They um they they're gonna they're gonna need to right the ship pretty soon. You know, I I think. LSU fans, and, and I don't blame them for this. I think that they've got this entitlement of we always host a regional. Uh, if that's going to happen, they 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 better start winning some ball games because I think right now that they're they're a traveling number two seed somewhere.
2: Yeah, they uh, they lost two on Sunday against Tennessee. First one 11 innings. Second one was was eight innings because it was they had to play two on the day. But uh, you got South Alabama tonight, Vandy. Then they uh, they go to Kentucky. If you are just looking at conference play, then they host South Carolina. They go to Ole Miss. They host Arkansas. They go to
0: Auburn. They host Bama. They go to A and M. See, I I think I think the schedule, as far as who you get at home and who you have to go to, I think it gets a little bit better for them after this week.
2: Is Vandy the best team in college baseball?
0: Uh, if they're if they're not, I want to see who is. You know they're not ranked number one. I believe Arkansas is, but um, when you got Rocker and Lighter one two, jeez. You know if it if you're if you're going to beat them, you better hold down their office. Not going to get much off them. ESPN
2: fourteen twenty.
0: Uh, pro Day. Yeah. Four three two or
2: four three eight. Either way, it's a sick forty time. Elijah Mitchell's numbers. I I said this last hour. He improved his draft stock by about yesterday. Oh, you think
0: so? Wow.
2: Yeah. It was it was that... Ca- because you don't have your normal combine this year. Guys are going for physicals, interviews, whatever. They're not doing all the stuff there. So I think pro days are being heightened even more this year. And the value of speed at that... I mean, I, look, I don't think it'd be a first-round pick. Don't get me wrong. But I do. I think he improved his stock by about three rounds. He made he made he made money yesterday. He hadn't well, seen I, it yet, I, but he made I, money I, yesterday. I agree with
0: that. Um you know, I I thought he was gonna be about a sixth round pick. Now I think he's about a fourth round pick. Um and, you know, maybe he's gonna go higher than that, and if so, great, because I'm you know, I wasn't positive Robert Hunt was gonna be like the second or third pick of the second round. Um and I kinda err on the side of caution sometimes, but you know, this is a guy who, you know, not only did he did he show it on the field with his abilities, you know, he they loved him at the Senior Bowl, too. And so now you impress folks at the Senior Bowl, and then you impress them on pro day, and that lends credence to what you're saying. You got the 5'10.5",
2: 5'11". He played last season at about 2'13". Got down to 2'01", as he was training, because he knew, look, you get a good 40 time at it can help you," um, said he. Wants to play slightly more, but whatever a team wants him to be, I think his style of play and his size—he's not undersized. He's certainly not like you know. He, he's he is like tailor made for today's NFL at that position. I think what he does, and like I think I think Regis is going to make a team, and, and I love Trey and, and what he's been able to do, and but um, but I think Mitchell has a chance to go somewhere. Play as a rookie, and I think I think barring injury, you're going to see him in the league for a while. He's 15 years ago, it wouldn't have been as big, but right now just the way the league is is playing and the way that position is valued and looked at and what they're able to do, and I love him. He's like, I tell teams, special teams, tell me what you need me to do there because that's what rookies need to do. That's what guys in my spot need to do. Um, whatever it is, I think he's probably going in like the. Whereas I thought he was a fifth, sixth, seventh rounder before yesterday, because the pro day is just going to be magnified that much more. Unfortunately for Joe Dillon, he, he pulled his hamstring running the forty. Felt bad for him. That's a tough time to do it. But um, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to have three players drafted like you did last year for UL, But you're going to have a running back that that I think the buzz is going to continue to pick up as you get closer to uh, to the draft, which is less than a month away at this point. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of right around the corner here. ESPN, 1420 and .com. All right, Jay, before we do TTT, two teams now in the Elite Eight, excuse me, in the Final Four. All the talk of the high seeds making their deep run. Now you've got a one and a two seed in the in the Final Four. And after right. tonight, you'll probably have two one seeds in it. That's my opinion anyway. Um and if you don't, then it'll be teams from L.A. and the Pac-12 that might have a higher number next to them in terms of seed, but they're not exactly what you would call...
0: Let me tell you something. The the Pac-12... They've had a uh, hell of a tournament. They really have. And, you know, I, I, I watched... Uh, I didn't get to see any of the game last night with Oregon State, okay? But, but there's a team that finished, like, eighth. They were 14-12 and 12 at the end of the regular season. Yeah. And then they, and then they won the, the tournament, and, you know, then they got... And they were playing great ball. But I'll tell you what, the night before, I watched USC and UCLA. Gee whiz, those teams are good. Tonight, so
2: Baylor and Houston. Houston is the first team in the history of the tournament to play four double-digit seeds. Yeah. Um, Because of that, folks are going to say, well, you know, I don't know about the Cougars. The, the, the bracket fell right for them, yada, yada, yada. Uh, maybe I'm
0: guilty of that because I don't see how they beat Baylor, not with the kind of defense the Bears play. Um, yeah, I agree with that. You know, Houston was a team that I thought was overseeded at number 2, but they never had a chance to um, to get that proven because they played nothing but double-digit seeds in, in the bracket. Well-formed, not good. Okay, don't get me wrong, but – I, no, I don't think they can beat Baylor. For Gonzaga, is uh, of the six teams left, is the most
2: pressure on them? Of course. They have a chance to, to make history by going completely undefeated, but mm-hmm. I think the bigger story here isn't undefeated. It's Gonzaga finally breaking through that wall, winning a title, when they're the favorite to do it. For years, they were overseeded. This year, they were not. Oh, they play in the West Coast Conference. Oh, how can you take them serious? Oh, Mark Few, blah, blah, blah. I think Gonzaga's perimeter players are going to be key. Um, In USC, they just got more size and length up front than Gonzaga. But uh, Mark Few's teams, you talk about quickness from the perimeter. They've got it. Um, I pick Gonzaga to win it all. I still feel like they win tonight. I still feel like they win it
0: all. And I'm with you with the thing about Gonzaga – is I think they're great at every position. You know, you've got some teams that are really good in the front court, and some teams are good in the back court, and some teams are good defensively. Every one of the guys in their lineup are very good, and they're very good on both ends of the floor. Um, I, they've won like what twenty five in a row by double digits, something, something like that. that. Yeah, and 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 the line in this game I think is eight or eight and a half. But, man, USC's been so good, and I want to say take USC in the points, and every time I start to say it, it's, wait a minute, they've won 25 in a row by double digits. Um, you know, I think Gonzaga wins, but I don't know whether to take or lay uh, as far as the point spread is concerned. UCLA,
2: Michigan. A lot of folks were surprised when UCLA beat Michigan State. So A lot I'm of folks think. were
0: surprised that UCLA was in the tournament.
2: I was surprised when they beat by BYU and then Alabama, who went 11 of 25 from the free throw line, but Bama hits that crazy three pointer, and usually when you see that happen, Jay, it's like all the momentum. Forget yep. about it. It was like nothing. Usually it's like all right, whatever. Don't worry. We'll get, we'll get you in overtime, and they did. I mean, it ended up not. They ended up winning double digits. Mick Cronin is. He's a G, man. He's a G. Michigan's the one seed. Jawan Howard, that's a great story. It is. This is the one I'm excited about tonight. Um, it, UCLA's run is one of the postseason's most impressive feats. I, I really believe that.
0: It ends tonight. Yeah, I think so. Um, shame on me for devaluing michigan as much as i you know when they had the when when they had the injury i i had them going out of the tournament early but you know joan howard has done just a tremendous job uh with that team and they've done a really good job of solidifying themselves and galvanizing themselves um yeah i i i, th- I think the 2 1 seeds are going to win tonight i just don't know how close it's going to be and um, I am – I'm a little bit more apt to take the points with UCLA because I think that's got a chance to be a really, really good game. So I think I'm going to lay them with Gonzaga and take the points with UCLA. Elite eight. I got them both right last night, by the way.
2: What, what do you – I don't like that they're I, – I, I still don't like this layout. I still don't like the schedule. Um, women's hoops. You had a final four game last night between UConn and Baylor that became about a controversial no call and then a controversial thing that Kim Mulkey said in post game.
0: You know, Kim Mulkey is a Louisiana native and she was the, I think, the first woman elected to the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. And when they did it at, at the end of the 90s, when they did the, the, the team of the century or the players of the century, she was the only woman. She's a trailblazer she's also a loudmouth and um and she just says stupid stuff sometimes and you know we can talk about the no call i mean it was it was awful i it mean was, that, it was that's, bad that's, 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 it, it, a, that's it was bad and you're talking about a guy who you know that those are my yukon folks okay you
2: can't swallow well you got to let him play late that's that's like telling, you know, the refs in the NFC title game. Oh, you got to let them play late. No. There are you you might let something small slide,
0: the big stuff you damn well better call. You know, I just found what Kim Mulkey had to say incredibly hypocritical. Because earlier she said something about, well, you know, we're playing this because the tournament's all about money and that's why we're playing. And then she gets beat and she says, "Well, let's stop testing because we don't want the final four to be ruined. Well, which is it, Kim? Which is it? You know, are are you are you going to point to the NCAA and say the only reason we're doing this is because of money? Or are you going to say, look, maybe we tested too much? I mean, she just talked out of both sides of her mouth, which and it's not the first time she's done it. It and, took, and, it,
2: I felt like it... it so just, shut up,
0: Kim. It took the focus away from the
2: game. And, and, and the game the, was and great. And the nine call. And, and the and game all, was great. And all the other stuff saying, you know, let's not test anyone in the Final Four for COVID and just let them all do whatever. Uh, Baylor finishes their season at 28-3. Uh, and three. Shout out Atlanta Falcons. I'm Scott Prather. That's Jay Walker. We're going to take a quick timeout. Back in 90 seconds for a little terrible
0: June, Tuesday on ESPN 1420 and .com.
2: Welcome back into the show. It's a Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit up For those of you listening on the listen live stream, that is brought to you by Champagne's Market in the Will Center. Champagne's going the extra mile.
0: Great bourbon selection at Champagne's. Just letting you know. Great liquor over there. Yep. I've never met any of the other over
2: there. But, no. But, but, no. The, but the liquor's fine. ESPN fourteen twenty. It's terrible tune Tuesday. You guys have been warned. Um I do you know why some people occasionally call Lafayette Boomtown? Is that is Boomtown just something you call different places? I don't know. I, I, I remember people called it that and I never even knew why.
0: Well, I, I think what happened was in the in the seventies when the oil industry just took off There was so much money in this town. Um, And I think that was the first time I heard it referred to as a boomtown. Okay, boomtown. Because I I would hear people still calling it boomtown like now. And I'm like,
2: okay. Going back to 1985 when the song was recorded, 1986 when it was released from the greatest decade ever, the 1980s, but this song – which was a top forty hit here in the U.S. I think number eight, thirty-seven on the Billboard Hot 100 back in '86. Tells the story of a wealthy woman named Miss Christina. Wait a, a
0: minute, you're not you're not going to play "Welcome to the Boomtown" as a terrible tune? Are you kidding? Absolutely, this is an oh, awful tune. Oh
2: jeez. About a marble floor mansion.
0: Oh my God! I can't believe you're doing this. A terrible cocaine addiction. I did. I did my 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 top one. This song was in my top twenty of my favorite songs of the eighties. Terrible. Oh my God, Scott. Her supplier. This, let, let me is tell is a you something. College dropout. You get the, you get the Ryan Banowitz Award because don't you, you, fi- don't you don't because you, you have finally surpassed him playing love shack is a terrible tune this is a terrible we we'll let, let the audience oh my god let the audience decide
2: about a woman who gets her cocaine from a college dropout a huge
0: album rock hit who hangs out huge late at album night rock hit. at
2: Denny's. oh my god how does it end she dies yes it's cuz Jay loves songs about death that's why he loves this song it's terrible to the, tune oh my tuesday god. welcome to the boomtown by david and david
1: Satisfaction oozes from her pores. She keeps rings on her fingers, marble on her floor. Cocaine in her dresses, bars on her door. college and he never went back now he smokes much too much got hell you're hurting me
0: you're going to hell you have forfeited your chance to for to go to heaven for playing that as a terrible tune it's
2: terrible Jay I hate to tell you it's terrible you reacted so strongly oh it's an awful song
0: you know when when I when I did on my Facebook page my top 100 songs of the 80s I communicated a lot with Jeffrey Miller, okay? And 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 Jeffrey used to come in and talk high school football on the radio with me years and years ago. And I think he did the PA for for Church Point this year. He's from Church Point. and he's um a pharmacist. And was a big eighties music guy. And and just about every other day he would he, he'd see who I had in an the county he oh, love that song oh, no, I didn't like that song. Love this song, you're killing it. I just sent him a message saying that you played this on Terrible Tune Tuesday. He's going to want your address, okay? <laughs> Cuz <'Cause> he's <laughs> I I there's a message there that said, "Dude, I just heard Boomtown on Sirius XM." And he texts back capital letters, "BOOM. Yes." You know, that song was and you know one of the reasons it was immensely popular here in Lafayette was it was right about the time oh within 6 months or so that the oil field started to collapse and but i'm telling you that song right there describes Lafayette in the late 70s a lot of cocaine a lot of death uh i don't know about death but there was there was plenty of the other it's a terrible song <sighs> can't believe you did that. It's awful. Believe yeah, it, Jay. You need to go to confession. It's today, Today you need to go to confession. What do you know about confession? I know plenty about confession. You need to go to confession. No, you need to go to confession.
2: You need to go. To need to go. I think we can agree we both need to go. Well, yeah, we both <laughs> need to go. But- <laughs> I need to go. And no, I will not be saying, uh, Father, I played Welcome to Boomtown on uh, Terrible Tune Tuesday. Yeah, that's you know?
0: because he would give you like 300 Hail Marys. Yeah. It's terrible, Jay. Okay, all right, all right. I, I, I'm flabbergasted. You know, I could understand when you did ironic. Okay, I didn't. I, I, I didn't like it because I liked the song. But, but song. there was, but there was a good reason why. I mean, you had a reason why the song was terrible. this is this is unacceptable. You have to live with it, Jay. It's a terrible tune. Okay. All right. I, I, I appreciate the fact I got to hear it this morning. I'll give you credit for that. All right. This is a song by Danish DJ slash producer Rune Riley Kush. was originally released in 2003 by a group called Credence. But there have been many other versions of this song, including this one. By a group called Inur featuring Natasha from the album Ragatronic. What? They took the original song, did a remix with some dance hall beats and vocals. And uh, by Rune and Johannes Torpe under the name <laughs> Inur And gained popularity in the mid to late 2007, got... Heavy club play and eventually entered the playlist of major top 40 dance radio stations like Z100 and KTU. The title of the song is actually a city in Italy. And I guess that's what this is about. Oh, look, uh, she's (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Siri. (laughs) but this is inur and uh, and the song is called calabria it's a again a town in italy not boom town though not a boom town on terrible Tune tuesday these you
3: don't need figure out. Easy now no need to go down rock that run that this away from easy now no you'll need to go down easy now no need to go down rock that run that this away from <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, that's not good.
0: Yeah, nice to see that we agree on that.
2: It's the most fired up you've been for one of my TTTs in a while.
0: Oh, that, that's because it's the the worst decision you've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Just not.
2: I, I, and I love '80s music, but that one comes on. I'm turning it off.
0: I I, I heard from Jeffrey. He's oh, not happy course, with you.
2: No. It's fine. Y'all can go listen to some terrible music together, you know. Crack open some nice bourbon you buy at Champagne's.
1: Uh huh.
0: Listen to Welcome to Boomtown. Welcome to the Boomtown. What a great song.
2: What a ter- why, why, do you, why do you just love so many songs about death? Well, you know, I don't Tragic know. Tragic death, mind you. Tragic death.
0: I don't know. I just, you know, i I thought the i thought the guitar riffs were great. Um, Trying too hard on those. I the i I think the I think the chorus was great. Mm-mm. I I just I I, I at a loss for words today, Scott. I could tell. ESPN
2: fourteen twenty and dot com. Jay will be busy uh, coming up. You got Rage of Cajun Baseball Thursday, Friday. Saturday this week. Happy Mm -hmm. Easter, by the way, um, as we'll we'll tie a ribbon on TTT for today, get back into sports here for a few minutes before we make some room for Steve Peliquin with Beyond the Game coming up. Um, And then you're going to do a little Cajun softball.
0: Might have to do TTT from the road next week, possibly. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, um, I'll be doing some softball. Doubleheader at Lamar, 2 o'clock on Monday. And then a single game at Sam Houston on Tuesday and a game at Houston on Wednesday. And uh, so, yeah, you know, and, and so I went to the doubleheader last night uh, that they played against Georgia It's First time I've seen the Cajuns play this year. And I, and with all due respects, okay, I saw one of the dumbest coaching moves that I've seen in a very long time. Go on. All right. Cajuns are down two to nothing. They've got the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. All right. Sierra Bryan hits a sacrifice fly to make it two to one. Runner at second goes to third. Well, then they steal and put runners at second and third. Alyssa Dalton is up. And I'm looking and I said, first base is open. You got a walker. Right. You got a walker. And they're pitching to her. And then the count is three and one. And I'm going, you got a walker. Well, it's three and one. The pitcher grooves one. She hammers it up the middle for a two-run single. Cajuns take the lead. Never look back. They wind up winning the game. And now, softball's different from baseball, okay? They're two different sports. A lot of similarities, but a lot of differences. So I went to Dave Hamilton, my softball guru, and I said, dude, I realize the games are different. Is there something here that I don't understand? He said, no, you got it right. I said, okay. You got a walker. You got a
2: walker. I feel like that should be a catchphrase for you now. Somebody oh. plays a terrible song that you can use on TTT, you could say, you got a walker. I'm going to steal it. Yeah. No, it was,
0: I couldn't believe they pitched to her. I mean, look, her her face, they get that beautiful big, big screen. Um, Jumbotron over at Lampson Park. Her face comes up and it says 398. She's hitting. First base is open, guys. First base is open. You got to walk her. Six and no. You
2: got to let somebody else beat you. Six games in four days. That's a lot of softball. I know Coach Glasgow, as he um, told me yesterday on the air, and many know, uh, lost his mother. Uh, she passed away. So he's been traveling there and then back here and then there again and then back. Uh, he said last night he's just – it's probably the most he's worked ever in the last eight days. I'm sure that guy's exhausted, but he just – he eats, sleeps, and breathes softball. He's like, that's thats my life. That's my escape from things. That's all I want to do. Um was very happy for Jerry yesterday. and And even though they seem to be – on the wrong side of some calls at times and the injuries and all that other stuff for them to get those wins and and win them all over the last four days. I was very happy for him.
0: Well, you know, counting the last game against UTA, that's seven in a row that they've won now. And there's been a common denominator to all of them, and that's that they're starting to dominate in the circle again.
2: Kendra and Summer were really good. They've been very, very good. That'll do it. For The Great Scott Show. Jay, next week, let's do it from the
0: road. All right, bro. It's Jay Walker. You got a Walker. You got a Walker. You got a Jay Walker. You got it. You can't pitch to her. Steve
2: Bellquin will be talking about that and more next right here on His Best Sports Leader. For and His Best Sports Vans to take us out, here is NFL's pro football Hall of Famer Morton Anderson. On Terrible Tune Tuesday, this has been The Great Scott Show. None do you think
1: you